All right, it's our second episode of Chatting Chippewas. Thanks so much for joining us as we go through what's going on inside the Central Michigan Athletics Department. And let's jump right in because it was a busy weekend for CMU Athletics. And let's start with a victory on Sunday, Central Michigan Women's Soccer. They picked up their first win of 2023, and it's a little unique. They do senior day on their last home non-conference game just so there's not any emotions or any type of extracurricular activities in a meaningful MAC game. Not to say that non-conference is not meaningful, but the coaches, uh, Jeremy Groves, he likes to just get it out of the way. So they honored their six seniors and technically sent them off with a victory. They beat Purdue-Fort Wayne 2-1 to on Sunday in their final non-conference game before they take on Eastern Michigan uh, next Thursday on September 21st. But the big thing for CMU women's soccer, they've been playing well, but they've had a few ties. They hadn't been able to get that first victory, and they scored some goals. They finished at the net. Lauren Walker scored in the 39th minute, and then Jenna Little scored in the 62nd minute. That was her second goal of the season. So they led 2 to nothing. did end up giving up a goal, but they end up winning 2-1. to one. And even more impressive, they did it shorthanded. They were missing a handful of players, but uh, great to see that uh, their hard work has been paying off because they've been out shooting opponents, like I mentioned. They've been getting opportunities, but they hadn't got that first win yet. So now they have their victory, and uh, the Chippewas now 1-1 one one on the season with those three ties. As mentioned, they will take on Eastern Michigan in their conference opener. That's next Thursday, September 21st, and that'll be right here at the CMU Soccer Lacrosse Complex. It was a tough weekend for field hockey. They weren't able to get any wins, but uh, they played some tough opponents. They went to Iowa City, which is actually where Central Michigan Volleyball was. We'll get to them in a moment. But Iowa is the number one ranked team in field hockey right now, and they showed it. Uh, they beat the Chippewas 8 to nothing on Friday, and then Central Michigan was unable to win on Saturday. They fell to UMass Lowell 9 to nothing. So Central Michigan... Tough news, couple of losses. They're 1-4 now on the season, but they will come back home, and their MAC opener is set for Friday, September 15th, against Kent State, um, and then they'll get a week off before they head to, uh, to Ball State the following Friday. So they'll go back-to-back -back MAC matches here after the first five games of the regular season. So keep tabs on them. First opportunity uh, to check them out in conference play at home coming up later this week. As for Central Michigan football, they were one of the home teams. Uh, we talked about soccer. They were home on Sunday, but field hockey and volleyball were out in Iowa. Central Michigan football was back at Kelly Short Stadium for the first time in 2023, and wow, it was a doozy. We knew that this game was going to be difficult because New Hampshire, they were one of the better FCS teams last year. They won their conference and then actually won an FCS playoff game. And they brought back 15 starters to this 2023 squad. They were projected to finish second in their league. And uh, they had all, they got off to a, a good start. They had a big win against Stonehill. And against Stonehill, not great in FCS, but still, New Hampshire, they played them really well. And Jim McElwain had talked about it. They got this great running back, great quarterback. We heard it all week. And then we saw it on Saturday. CMU never trailed, but they, they let a couple of 14-point leads slip away, including they were up 42-28 late until New Hampshire scored back-to-back -back touchdowns. So it was 42-42, and the Chippewas needed to drive under two minutes. They got it from Bert Emanuel Jr. He's able to lead them in field goal position, 
Here was the next caveat. The Chippewas are breaking in both a new punter and a new kicker, each from the transfer portal. They had not kicked a field goal through nearly two full games. Tristan Matson had nailed all of his extra points from all the touchdowns, and he nailed his extra point at Michigan State when Central Michigan scored, but this was his first field goal attempt at CMU, 47 yards, four seconds left to go, and he put it through the upright. Central Michigan won 45-42. So, again, I think a lot of people are going to scoff at the fact that Central Michigan barely beat an FCS team, but I think you also need to consider, one, New Hampshire's a really good football team. Uh, their running back, Dylan Lauby, is getting looked at by NFL teams as they had scouts at their practices last week, and he showed all of us why. Great speed, great make you miss. Uh, he can do everything, punt return, kick return, and he also can um, run and catch the football, which he had two touchdowns catching up over 71 yards. Um, so they had ways to stay in that game. And let's also remember, this is a young Central Michigan team. It's it's basically a brand-new offense. You have Bert Emanuel Jr., who's taken over at the quarterback spot, making just his third start, and he's picking up just his second win. He, he led them to a win against Buffalo uh, last year, that crazy game where he showed off his uh, great running ability. This year was his, his, his first start and victory, and this is a young team. There's a lot of talent, but they're young. They're finding ways to win, so... Not surprised that it was a closer game and that CMU wasn't able to kind of put their foot down and put New Hampshire away, but I think certainly much better to learn about yourselves after a win than after a loss. So Bert Emanuel Jr. was named Mac West Offensive Player of the Week. He finished 7 for 19, 193 yards, two touchdowns, both up over 30 yards in the air, and then he rushed 21 times for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, including that 66-yarder on the opening possession. Go back and watch the game, too, if you didn't. That 7-for-19 line is is not accurate because he had at least a handful of drops on uh, good footballs that were put in there, and his receivers just missed a few. So, honestly, he should have been up over 200 yards, and uh, they could have potentially scored some more points than what they did, which is crazy to think. But they showed that big playability, and they also showed that in special teams. Obviously, had the game-winning kick, but Marion Lukes, who – Shout out him, our first chatting Chippewas guest on our opening podcast. He was named MacWest Special Teams Player of the Week. He had that 86-yard kickoff return touchdown, second of his career, because remember two years ago against Eastern Michigan, he took the opening kickoff of the second half back 100 yards. So he had 171 all-purpose yards, and Marion Lukes named the MacWest Special Teams Player of the Week. It does not get easier, though, for the Chippewas. They head out to Notre Dame. And the Irish are top 10. They are 3-0, coming off a nice victory at NC State. They fought through a weather delay and a hostile environment and still were able to pick up a massive victory. So first ever meeting between Central Michigan and Notre Dame coming up at Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday. The last time CMU beat a ranked team, go back to Oklahoma State in that second game of the season when they won that shocker in Stillwater in 2016. So it's almost, it's creeping up on a decade as we're here in 2023. Central Michigan going to have to play really well in that game and, and get some breaks to go their way. But that's why they play the games, and we'll see how the Chippewas do. Again, that kickoff set for 2.30, our pregame on the Chippewa Sports Network with myself, Brock Gutierrez, Riley Edwards, Ben Bosher, and Steve Powers will start at 1.30 from South Bend. And finally, wanted to finish 
I was really impressed with Central Michigan Volleyball. They got off to a tough start this year. And Mike Golick's team, uh, they've got some new pieces. There's only a couple of players that came back last year with a ton of experience. So they are breaking in some new pieces on this year's squad. So they went out to the Southeast Missouri Invitational, and they lost all three matches to Southern Illinois, Southeast Missouri, and Evansville. So not the start they were looking for, but here's the resolve, right? They go to the uh, host the Chippewa Invitational last week. Albany, St. Louis, Bradley, three victories for CMU, including their second game on Friday against St. Louis. They win in five sets. And then on Saturday to close the tournament, they beat Bradley in five sets. So as we mentioned, just like field hockey, Central Michigan Volleyball was out in Iowa City at the Hawkeye Invitational. So they lost to Iowa on Friday night in four sets, uh, were able to win one, which was uh, good news. You're taking on a Power 5 opponent and the, the host site and home team in the tournament. Didn't come up with the win, but Coach Golick said it. He was really interested to see how his team responded. Well, they responded in a big way. They won in five sets against Grand Canyon on Saturday, and then they won again in five sets on Sunday against Missouri State. So how about the Chippewa volleyball team? They've now won five of their last six. They will head out to the Capital Credit Union Classic in Green Bay, Wisconsin, to take on St. Thomas, uh, University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, and South Dakota, and that will start on Thursday. But some great performances. Claire Amaral, how about her fourth career triple-double? That came on Sunday. She had 52 assists, just a sophomore, by the way, 13 digs and 11 kills. And then Christina Kassin, 14 kills, over 300 hitting percentage on Friday night against Iowa. And then on Saturday, she had 20 kills, and she hit at over 600 hitting percentage against Missouri State. Those two were both named to the all-tournament team. And again, the Chippewas have now won five of their last six. Also, Kayla Brandon, we'll give her a quick shout-out because she is our guest this week. She had 10 digs in that five-set victory against Missouri State. So great to see the Chippewas getting wins all across the board. And uh, the last note, too, wanted to give some love to Mike Golick. He's been doing a great job with his Chippewa program. In that Chippewa Invitational, he picked up his 100th career victory here in charge of the Central Michigan Volleyball Program. So congrats to Coach Golick, and best of luck to them the rest of the way. You can catch Central Michigan Volleyball in action back at home. Their first match will come at the end of September as they will have two against Toledo beginning on Saturday, September 30th, and then on Sunday, October 1st. Speaking of Central Michigan Volleyball, that is going to lead us to our guest today and really excited to talk to Kayla Brandon. She has a fascinating story where she transferred in to Central Michigan. She uh, grew up right around Champaign, Illinois, and transferred from Parkland College, but we get into her past. She won a state championship in high school at St. Thomas More, but then she won a national championship at Parkland College, and she's got family ties to Parkland College and now has come up to Central Michigan. And as you'll hear, she's really enjoyed her time. So without further ado, let's hear from the senior from Rantoul, Illinois. All right, it's our second guest on the Chatting Chippewas podcast, Kayla Brandon, senior defensive specialist for Central Michigan Volleyball. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. This is a big day. Uh, you, you've made it to the podcast, student athlete number two. So tell all your friends. <laughs> <Woo -woo>. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you got to CMU because 
you went high school and then you went to a junior college where you had a lot of success and then here you are as a Chippewa. Yeah, um, I mean, coming out of Parkland, it was interesting because you don't have to enter the transfer portal out of a JUCO, so it was kind of like open-ended recruiting. Um, my coach came up to me and was like, hey, we've got Central Michigan texting me, asking about you. Would you be interested? And I was like, um, duh, of course. <laughs> like, get me in contact with them. So... I reached out to um, one of the assistant coaches and he texted me back right away and we set up a phone call and it was just right off the bat. I was like, okay, I think this is, this is going to be good. So, yeah. Did, did you get a chance to come up and visit before or did you commit before you um, made the visit up here? It was actually really quick because it was around the time that we were competing for the national championship at Parkland. So it was kind of tough to find free time to get up here. Um, I'd never been to Michigan before, like anywhere in the state. <laughs> and I texted um, Matt DePaul. He was the assistant coach at the time. And I was like, hey. I have this day off. I can come up this day. If that works for you, I would love to see campus just because I didn't want to commit to something that I had never seen before and had absolutely no idea what I was walking into. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, um, you need to make yourself free on this day. We're going up to Central Michigan. And it was their senior night against Toledo. Came, watched the game, got a quick little tour of campus and uh, headed back home right after the game and I was like I could see myself there like I, I love the facilities I love the campus and the coaches were awesome so and you're from Rantoul which is uh, like 15 20 minutes north of Champaign what's that drive to get up to Mount Pleasant um it's about five and a half hours so I don't go home too often <laughs> especially in the middle of season like we're gone all the time but my parents are awesome and they make the drive up here for almost every game so and now here you are on the team we'll get back to your parkland days in a little bit but being up here being in mount pleasant um and taking it in and being a part of this team for the last couple of years what stuck out to you um my teammates the team culture um just spending every day with them is one of my favorite things ever like we're all best friends and like it's just so fun to be able to play the sport that I love with all my best friends who love it just as much as I do and just I love Mount Pleasant too I know like small little area but like I'm surrounded by people that I enjoy so do you have any favorite spots or things to do yet in Mount Pleasant I know you're still newer here but um I really like sitting on our front patio at my house. <laughs> we've got a nice little deck, and we've got a table out there, and sometimes we'll just sit and watch the sunset, or like Ellie and I will do homework out there. We've also found this little crystal shop in town that we'll just okay. go visit every once in a while to go check out all the cool stones and stuff. I won't say I buy a lot of stuff there, but I will look for probably way too long in there that's okay you have good self-restraint though it sounds <laughs> like when it comes down to it yeah I guess a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well and before you got to to CMU um you you won in high school you played at St. Thomas Moore won a state title and then you go to Parkland which you've talked about um that I read that that's one of your fondest memories is winning the championship for, for Parkland College. So take me through those two moments. Let's start with high school of just being able to be at the top at the end of the season. Yeah, it was my junior year, and um, 
I had a good feeling about the season from the beginning. Um, we had a lot of good players on my high school team. Um, Micah Allison, she was a setter, and she ended up going to Auburn and Illinois to play. And we had a big middle. We just had a really big front line. Uh, fun fact, I was actually an outside hitter in high school, so I was – Getting up at the net, being big, I guess you would say. <laughs> How tall are you? <laughs> I'm 5'8". <five eight. laughs> <laughs> I just, we're on a podcast, so I wanted to make sure they rem they could hear how tall you are. Yeah, um, it was super fun. The team was awesome. We, uh, <laughs> that year we made a bet with our coach. We're like, hey, if we do this, you're going to bleach your hair. <laughs> and he was like, okay, guys. And that year I think we lost only four or five games and we got to the championship and it was just the craziest thing ever. I, my dad saved our ticket stubs and wrote the scores at the game on everything. And I got them up on my mirror in my room. Cause it's just, you'd not a lot of people get to say, yeah, I want a state championship in high school. And so it was just crazy experience. The team was so fun and we were just all like playing for each other and like, I guess that's what a good team is. I mean, I've found success on teams like that he here, Parkland, and in high school. Um, I guess then my senior year, we, we went back to state. We couldn't quite do it again. We got third, but it was still super fun. We had a lot of people come back, um, and we had some really good freshmen come in. My setter ended up is at Tennessee now, so we just got really lucky. with A lot of D1 talent. Yeah, we got really lucky with the people coming into um, that school. Uh, Wait, hold on. I got to go back to the year you won the championship. So can I get like a little play-by-play -play of when or when was the hair bleached? What what <laughs> happened here? We had a like team dinner and we were like, okay, we're going to do this now. And we ended up only giving him like the like tips, the like frosted tips, frosted of course. tips. And then I go to school for like some summer event, and he walks in, and his hair is bleach, blonde, <laughs> white. And I was like, yes, he has committed to this. He followed through on his promise, and here he is with blonde hair. And it was just like we worked for him, and like we put all in the work in, and he trusted us to do that. And he was like, all right, I'll do this for you guys because you deserve it. Like I made a promise. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, and you think, I, I mean, like you said, most people don't win a championship uh, for their high school. It's, it's not easy to do, obviously. Um, but then you go to Parkland College, a junior college, and then you win a championship there. Uh, two for two. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming out of high school, like I said, I was an outside hitter. So I was actively being recruited as an outside hitter. And uh, one weekend at a club tournament, because I know personally the Parkland coach because I played club for him. And I asked him, I was like, would you have a spot on your team for me? And he was like, absolutely, like, we'd love to have you. Very quickly I realized, I think I'm going to stick to back row activities. <laughs> I don't think I want to be up at the net anymore. Um, so my freshman year I switched to a DS, and we had a lot of sophomores on the team. So my freshman year was – just a lot of getting better, developing my skills. And then my sophomore year, we we got runner-up at Nationals. With the, it was COVID year. It was really strange playing in the spring. Um, 
But then I decided to come back for a third season at my JUCO, and I just knew like that that group was going to be really special. We were going to do something big. We ended up playing the an undefeated team in the championship. They'd only lost like two sets all year, and we handed them three more losses in uh, the championship game and beat them in four. And it's, gosh, it's just the craziest like feeling and experience to like win a game that big on that big of a stage like for a junior college I don't know it's just I can't even like express like how fun it was just because like everyone was awesome and the parents were there going crazy in the stands for us and there were people who did not want to see us win because Parkland was in the national championship like five years in a row and so there were definitely people rooting for our downfall. They would ask <laughs> the stands, like, who's here for whoever else that we're playing? And, like, the crowd would go crazy. And then they'd be like, who's here for Parkland? And crickets. The only people <laughs> cheering were, like, our parents and us. And we were like, all right. Like, kind of a chip on the shoulder. Like, no one's rooting for us. Like, we're just going to go out here and play. It's like the NCAA tournament women's or men's it's always the the lower seeded teams that they start to pull for when those games get close in the second half right mm -hmm. nobody wants the one or two seed to win yep but you do and as you mentioned um not even like the build-up to get there it's it's hard enough but your final match you've got to beat a team that had not lost very much so to put that all together that had to be an awesome kind of like icing on the cake to finish it off oh yeah it was it was crazy i remember playing in that game and um we all trusted each other to like do our job and like do what we knew how to do. I <laughs> I remember I had made like two mistakes. I came out and my coach grabbed my arm. He goes, don't do that again. <laughs> and I was like, you got it. <laughs> and uh, went out there and like made sure not to make any more mistakes. And like everyone was so bought into um, just like the whole end goal in which we put on our calendar at the very beginning of the year when we have our first team meeting. And at the end of the year, it says, win national championship, and then the next day, celebrate our win at the national <laughs> championship. So we planned for it from day one. So to, to be at the top high school level and then to experience that at the JUCO level, I imagine that that past experience has to really help you in you know, stressful situations, uh, pressure situations here at Central Michigan. Yeah, it's definitely helped me to be a pretty level-headed player, um, especially, like, when you get thrown in there, when you if you're sitting on the bench and Mike's like, go in and go do this, it, it's really helped me to just, like, take a breath and realize, okay, like, I've been playing volleyball since I was 10 years old. Like, I can do this with ease like this is nothing new I've been doing this my whole life so how do you like playing for coach Golick? I love it Mike is such an electric coach he is so fun to be around and he just wants the best for all of us and so um he helps us really buy into like working hard and working for each other and I just really appreciate like everything he does for us and like making sure that we still enjoy what we do without losing the competitive edge in practice and like just pushing ourselves to be the best and he is one of the reasons I ended up coming here. 
this team, uh, there seems like there's there's a lot of talent and there's a chance for you guys to, to kind of have a breakthrough season in a tough conference in the MAC. And we're recording this before you, you head out to the Hawkeye Invitational, which is the third tournament uh, Central Michigan Volleyball competes in this year. Tough start on the road um, at the SEMO Invitational, but you guys just bounce back with the Chippewa Invitational. You win all three matches before you head out to Iowa. How do you feel right now about this group uh, six matches in? Um, I'm really excited to go do big things with this group. I, Like you said, there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think when, as Mike says, when we're good, we're good. Like, we, we have a lot of pieces, and I think when all those pieces are working together, we're unstoppable, and I'm really excited to see how this weekend goes because playing a Big Ten opponent in their own home I think will be a really good matchup, and I think – when we're at our best, I think there it's going to be a really competitive volleyball game this weekend. What do you think the the strength is? And maybe it's too early to tell, and they're still figuring out kind of the identity of this 2023 squad. But so far through practice and through the first couple of tournaments, what stands out to you about this team? I think this team just wants to work hard for each other. I think we all want to do our jobs, not for ourselves, but for one another. Like, no one wants to let anyone down. And I think that's a really good, um, like, skill to have on a volleyball team, just working hard for each other. I know today we hit a lull at practice, and Ali Gertiza was like, we need to be more accountable of what we're doing. And, like, people aren't taking that, like, oh, my gosh, like, Ali's yelling at us. Like, everyone took that, and we're like, you're right. Like, we can do better. Like, I want to work hard for you. And I know that, like, in games, like, if I mess up, I'm like – I will pass this ball for you. I will get you a good pass, and we're going to get a kill. So I think just really playing as a team is one of our strong suits. It's important, too, as you mentioned, someone like Ali or, or anybody else, you've got to have some of that player leadership. Like Mike and the coaching staff can do what they can do, but there's got to be leaders on the floor, as you know as well. Yeah, I think that's something really important. I think that's something we've been really focusing on this year is – being able to take criticism from one another and not thinking that people are out to get you just because they're telling you that you can do better. like Because, like I said, like we're all playing for each other. We all want to win. We all have the same end goal. And so I think it's just a lot of good growth this year, being able to take that feedback and like use it and put it into play in practice and in games. You've had a, a full season to go through experiencing playing inside McGurk Arena. You just had the, the Chippewa Invitational. You guys beat Albany, St. Louis, and Bradley, and you'll obviously go through the entire max slate here at home. What is that environment like out there inside McGurk on a game day? I love playing in McGurk. Um, I just think playing at home is always the best. You get to play in front of people who are there to watch you, friends, family, um, other athletes, like, it. I just think it's electric to be able to win on your home court and, like, perform, and Mike is always, like, give them something to cheer about, so I think it's just so fun to be able to do that in front of people who actually care about what we're doing. Let's step off the court. Um, you're a marketing major here at Central Michigan, so tell us a little bit about um, where you're at study-wise and, and what you're thinking about doing after you finish undergrad. Yes, so I'm on my last semester of undergrad classes. Um, I just finished my minor this summer, actually. Got my minor in information systems. Um, 
I plan to come back next year, get my MBA here at Central. Um, I'm hoping that I can pop in and out of volleyball <laughs> while I'm here. <laughs> if they ever need any help or like an extra practice player. <laughs> Just because I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my time without volleyball. So it's going to be really interesting to see what my life is like off the court and away from volleyball for a little bit. Got to be kind of cool though for for some of the players that are coming back next year. You'll still be. I, I know you won't be. You won't be playing with them. Uh, but as you mentioned, maybe being around them or being at practices, that's got to be unique. Yeah, I tell I tell everyone I'm like, guys, I cannot believe this is my last season, <laughs> and they're like, Kayla, and I'm like, but don't you worry, guys, I'll be around. <laughs> I'll still be at Mount Pleasant. <laughs> Is that something that is constantly going? I mean, you, I'm sure you're you're focusing on the now and the present, but lingering in your mind, like, hey, this is it. I want to do everything I can to go all out. As you mentioned, you've been playing volleyball since 10 years old, but you're not sure what's beyond this, and this is it. Yeah, um, it definitely will come in waves. Um, if I find myself sitting on my couch for a little too long, I'm like. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> is this what I'm gonna do when I'm done with volleyball? Wait, like what? I'm done with volleyball after this year? So it's been something that's really pushed me to like work harder in practice and like really savor every moment that I'm in. My dad's like, Kayla, you need to take pictures at every arena <laughs> you go to this year so you can make like a scrapbook or something because this is it. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you do not need to keep reminding me that this is it because it scares me a little bit, if I'm being honest. I love that dad is the one saying take pictures. That's usually not how it goes. Usually we, they don't like to take the pictures. <laughs> I know. After our game in SEMO, he was like, did, did you get a picture of the gym? Did, <laughs> did, you, did you take pictures? And I'm like, yes, I did. I stopped in on our way out of the gym to take a, a picture of the empty room because I knew he'd ask me, and I knew he'd be like, seriously, Kayla, you didn't take a picture. I told you. You just got to overtake the pictures. Make sure you have enough and compile them at the end of the season. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I take these pictures, are you going to put together the <laughs> scrapbook? <laughs> Let's go back to um, the marketing, and you said you're going to get the MBA. Any idea after that what you're trying to do, or is it th – that's just too far in advance we're focusing on uh, right now. I wish I could say I knew what I wanted to do, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately – I'm just going to see where it where my degree and the MBA takes me because my dad, again, is like, Kayla, you need to get your MBA. It's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. And I'm like, I got it. I got it. I'm going back. I already said I'll do it. So I'm hoping that doors will open once I have that on my resume. And, you know, being a college athlete, it's tough to be like, have an extensive resume of like internships and jobs and like I get a little stressed out about that because I have friends who are like oh I did an internship last summer and I'm doing one again this year and next fall and I'm like um I don't have time for that <laughs> but uh <laughs> good for you yeah uh, the volleyball certainly takes up a lot of your time but uh the good news it sounds like you have a great support system at home with mom and dad mm -hmm. for sure my my parents are always supporting me in whatever I do. Like I said earlier, they come to almost every single game of mine, even though when I committed, my mom was like, I have to start booking hotels. We need to go and make sure we have places to stay. And my dad was like, we are not driving up to Michigan for every game. 
yet here they are in Michigan for every game and they'll be in Iowa next this weekend and they're just a really great support system they're always pushing me to be my best and I just really appreciate them and everything they've done for me how much does that mean to you when you when you get on the court and you look up and you see mom and dad are there at the match? Uh, it means so much to me. I I really do miss my my family when I'm up here in Michigan for this long period of time during the season because there's just not enough time to go home. So seeing them them here is always great, and I love being able to talk to them after the game and debrief with my dad about the volleyball game he'll break it down after and I'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> and your your mom and dad uh they have some volleyball history that's they they met playing sand volleyball right they did um my dad is super into volleyball he loves it in high school I would be in, sitting in the living room he'd be like Kayla, let's go outside let me hit this ball at your head as hard <laughs> as I can we're gonna practice your reflexes and I'm like okay just Please don't miss and hit me somewhere else while I'm expecting it at my head. So my dad and I would, would always pepper outside, and it was just always super fun. He definitely is hard on me sometimes. If I <laughs> After the games this weekend, I think I missed a serve, and I went up to talk to him. He goes, I almost went down there and shook you around a little bit. <laughs> Do not miss your serve, Kayla. And I'm like, I knew that was coming. I missed it in the back of my mind. I was like, oh, my dad's going to be so mad at me. You get the talking to after the match. Mm -hmm. You know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be coined as, I've heard Mike say this, he's a volley dork, right? Has Have we heard Coach Golick say that before? Yeah, my dad definitely is a volley <laughs> dork. Uh, the night of the Nebraska game outside, I was like, I called him and I was like, hey, are you watching the Nebraska game? He was like, oh, no, I was watching, like, Arkansas and someone else play. And I was like, first of all, of course you're watching a volleyball game. I was like, but you need to watch this one. It's outside. And he was like, okay, I'm on it. So he sat there and watched, like, the whole game. And I was like, I knew it. I knew he'd be watching volleyball of some sort. How cool was that event? I think 92,000 or something, Nebraska, Omaha, so it's local right there. Obviously, the Big Ten has such tradition in volleyball, but what did you think, like, watching an environment like that? Oh, my gosh. It had to have been so electric to play in that environment and just hearing all those people cheering for volleyball. Like, they came to watch a woman's sport, and, like, that's a lot of people getting to see and experience the volleyball world. And I'm sure a lot of them had never been to a volleyball game before. So I think it was a very big day for not only just volleyball, but for women's sports in general. Yeah, very cool moment. Um, last thing on, on your parents, I uh, wanted to touch, uh, touch on your mom real quick because she played a couple collegiate sports at, at Parkland where you won the, the national championship at. Yeah, she played softball and basketball and – I found that out not too long ago, and I was like, what do you mean you played both sports? I was like, no wonder you forced me into <laughs> basketball and softball my freshman year of high school. Uh, but, yeah, no, my mom, she was a great athlete, and she, um, she actually still has connections to Parkland. Like, at my volleyball game, she was the announcer for, like, the starting lineups and all that stuff. <laughs> and, like... I love it. She just... Both my parents love being around sports, and, like, my mom sometimes <laughs> she'll be like, well, I was an athlete, too. Like, I can do that, too. And I'm like, let's see it then, Mom. You're like, did you win a national championship, <laughs> yeah. though, Mom, and a state title, Mom? 
Mm, <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> okay, I got to ask you uh, a couple things that I was reading reading your bio. So I got to get this information. I see you're superstitious <laughs> and you wear the same hair tie and hairstyle on game day. So yeah. take us through wh- what do we got here? I got my orange like bobble thing, those like spirally hair ties. Uh She's got it with her. (laughs) Just showed it to me and everything. Always in my bag with me, but I don't ever wear it unless I'm playing volleyball, so it's specific to volleyball. Okay. Um, I've definitely become less superstitious over time. In high school, the year we won the state championship, I had to wear the same socks, spandex, like sports bra, and hair ties (laughs) for every game. And if I got to a game and I didn't have one of those things, it was like end of the world i i remember we had a tournament and my all of those things were still wet from the wash so i held my clothes out the window so they would dry on the way to the game because i needed them for that game (laughs) but i'm definitely a little less superstitious now but still superstitious what's the hairstyle is it just a ponytail or uh it's one of those like bonies like half bun half pony on the top of my head i was a hater of that hairstyle for so long but here I am wearing it for every practice and game. Can we dare you to do one match where you don't do the hairstyle or the hair tie? Like, what do we have to get to see that just one time? I don't think that would happen. No. Because I started at the beginning of the season <laughs> not doing that, and things weren't going well for me. So then I switched, and I, I had a good week of practice, and I was like, well, that's it. I have to wear my hair like okay. this for the rest of the season. <laughs> Perfect. So this is this is just this season that you've been doing it, or has this been going to the past you've You've I did it at Parkland, too, okay. and uh, I think I did it last season, too, and so when I started this season, I was like, okay, we're going to break away from that. We're going we're gonna to try to do something different. Clearly, I need to keep up with my superstitions because right. they're correct. <laughs> okay, so when I call your guys' match, I think the next home match is against Toledo coming up at the end of September. Yes. I'm going to be peeking to see if we've got the <laughs> hair tie and we've got the same hairdo. Oh, you'll see it. Or maybe sure. there's a new trend by then. Who who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think this hairstyle <laughs> is here to stay. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that you said is um, you like to watch movies. I do. So um, give me give me first off, give me a repeat movie that you're like, you know what? I'm not in the mood of trying something new today. Let me go to that old classic that I absolutely love to just turn on and have on in the background. What is it? Probably She's the Man. Okay. Um, or any Harry Potter movie. Oh, she's a Harry Potter <laughs> fan. Yes. <laughs> I did recently just watch them all again as I'm playing Lego Harry Potter on my Switch. <laughs> okay. Did you read the books or are you just a moviegoer? Just a moviegoer. Okay. We'll fight about that later. <laughs> What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Oh, goodness. Um, I really like The Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, the Goblet of Fire and Half Blood Prince. Okay. I like can't choose. I think, I mean, they're all good. They're if great. I'm being honest. Favorite character? Snape. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Um. Yeah. I mean, I liked Hermione, but I really do like Snape just because, like, at the end you get to see his storyline and like you realize he's actually not the bad guy. He just right has to pretend so don't judge a book by its cover yeah, right i just think he's got a super complex character and i think it's super interesting to see his entire storyline from beginning to end 
the Harry Potter breakdown we didn't know we needed, <laughs> but we got it. <laughs> Professor Snape. She uh, she likes Professor Snape. Very cool. Well, hey, before we before we get out of here, um, first of all, thanks for coming on here. This has been awesome. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, had a good time. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, just for fans that um, maybe listening for the first time or or maybe not know as much about volleyball, tell them why it would be a good experience to to come out and and check you guys out in one of your home matches coming up. Volleyball is so fun to watch. I tell my friends all the time, who like some of my friends on the baseball team, I'm like, guys, you got to come to these games. Like, they're electric, especially when we're playing a good opponent. The energy in, in well, at McGurk or any gym, like, energy is so contagious. I have so much fun even when I'm on the bench cheering. Like, it is just a crazy environment, and we're good, so we're fun to watch. So hopefully people who haven't been to a volleyball game will – get their butts to McGurk Arena and watch the Chippewas win some volleyball games this year. I think they should. It uh, it sounds like a good idea. Number 15, Kayla Brandon. Um, she is 5'8", so she is in the back <laughs> row, but she also duels as an outside hitter in her past. Well, they almost we ran out of subs against one of the teams this past weekend, and if we would have had to keep rotating – Everyone would have seen this girl in the front <laughs> row. <laughs> if y'all could have seen her eyes just light up when she said <laughs> that, she's ready. Uh, thank you so much, and, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. All right, how fun was that? What a great personality and fun story that Kayla Brandon has. And you talk about fun. I really think you should take some time. And uh, once the Chippewas finally come back home, they're spending so much time on the road, Central Michigan Volleyball at the uh, – Southeast Missouri Invitational and then at the Hawkeye Invitational and the Capital Credit Union Classic out in Green Bay. And then they'll start with three road matches in MAC play at Ball State on September 21st and 22nd and then a Tuesday at Eastern Michigan September 26th. Finally, they will get to come home against Toledo. So when they do, make sure you come check them out. And uh, wow, a Harry Potter fan. I was pretty pumped about that. Harry Potter, near and dear to my heart. And uh, again, Kayla Brandon and that entire team, they are filled with great personalities. And you can tell they're a tight-knit group and they love playing for Coach Gallick. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to episode number two. We will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll pick a new coach or student athlete and we'll sit down and hear their story. But in the meantime, keep following Central Michigan Athletics. Keep coming out and supporting these student athletes and these coaches that put in so much time. And as always, stay fired up.